Welcome to the second season of the Florida Institute for Child Welfare podcast. I am Jessica Price, your host. In this season, we are focused on reimagining child welfare through technology and innovation. We will hear from visionary leaders on how they are working intentionally and collaboratively to enhance and innovate child welfare. Today on the Florida Institute for Child Welfare podcast, we're talking with Morgan Ryan from the Children's Home Society and learning about CHS's workforce innovation known as Case Aim. Morgan will explain how the Case Aim system works and how it has helped case managers do their jobs more efficiently. Let's get started. So Morgan, what is the goal of Case Aim? So Case Aim was developed in 2015 through a hackathon that CHS hosted. So the idea was it of it was to get case managers and leadership to come together and come up with different solutions to how to make case management more efficient. Um, I think that we've always kind of questioned in child welfare, how do we make things better? How do we keep case managers on board? Um, How do we really help support the field work? Um, So the goal of case aim is to create those efficiencies. And we kind of came up with this this threefold process of the people, process, and technology. So we have um, built the Unified Service Center, which consists of specialists as well as transporters to kind of help take off some of the administrative burden as well as some of the transportation, some of the hours to give case managers more time with their actual, the children and families that they serve. Thank you so much. And it is so needed as a previous caseworker. I can attest to that. I'd also love to hear about some of the challenges, specific things that you were facing before you actually deployed Case Aim. When we did a study in the very beginning, we, we looked at what were the challenges for case managers. And we found that case managers are spending up to 80% of their work on just administrative duties. So making referrals, scheduling appointments, um, you know, the paperwork that they have to do for court. So we looked at, you know, case aim for the specialists. We have a team of of veteran case managers and we decided having certified uh, case managers really doing the work was going to be beneficial because they could pick up um, any information, look at a case file and be able to say, okay, well, I think that this specific service referral or provider might be beneficial to this child or, or be able to understand the lingo of case management and the needs, um, be able to, to make efficient um, decisions and, and appropriate decisions to kind of help in the assistance of case managers. Besides the administrative burdens, we also looked at the transportation time. So if you have an, an emergency change of placement uh, one day, instead of having to drop what you're doing to make a long distance transport, we could have a team of transporters. Uh, we have a supervisor um, in both Central Florida and Lakeland who can help schedule and coordinate uh, family support workers to kind of maximize the use of their time. So if we're dropping off a kid um, in a long distance, but then have another child who needs to be picked up in the same area, we can kind of maneuver schedules and calendars and make streamline that process to make sure that we're kind of maximizing the benefit of, of those transporters themselves. So another thing that that we looked at during the, the hackathon in 2015, we, we said there's smartphones out there. We have the technology. We can really innovate the way that we work child welfare. We helped to kind of collaborate on creating uh, an app. So a home visit app where you can actually have information in the palm of your hand. So if you are um, in the field, if you're at a home visit and trying to you know help a caregiver out and trying to figure out um, what provider to use, and you need to find out some Medicaid information, you can have that information at the palm of your hand. Another part of the technology was being able to use tablets, because in the back of the day, we used to use the heavy laptops or just work off your desktop computer back at the office. So you kind of 
would go back and forth if you had to get a caregiver to sign a daycare referral. You had to print it out at the office, go drive across town to get them to sign it, go back to the office. So you're, you're kind of eliminating that drive time by just having that tablet and having them able to sign things electronically um, and being able to streamline that. So now we can kind of even send that stuff from the field directly to our case and team who can then submit the referrals and everything like that on behalf of the case managers. Okay, so I'm going to try to understand, you know, kind of how KSAME works. And please clarify me. So it sounds like there's a unified service center that's stationed somewhere. Perhaps it's virtual now, I'm not sure, <laughs> in the pandemic. And then if caseworkers go out and do things for a case, they can always get help from that unified service center. That's kind of their 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 extended arm. So I heard there was also an app. So just wanted to be clear of how case aim works because you've definitely helped with what parts they can add to, but how does the process work? So it is um, threefold. So case aim has the the people, so the unified services center. So you could call it the hub or like that you said, the the extended hand. Um, sometimes I call it the right hand man of the case managers who who help them work on on the those administrative tasks for for the case managers, so they're familiar with the cases. We like for them to participate in the case transfer staffings up front, so they can kind of get that firsthand information from the investigation side. So by the time you know case manager is asking for assistance, uh, we have a, a whole system in place where um, they can re- the case managers can request assistance from the specialists um, in a automated system uh, where they can then ask for help and anything from like referrals to appointment scheduling. I mean, there's so many different things in, in the administrative bucket that case managers do. So we have that piece of it, but then we also have in the technology piece of it, we have the app. So um, we are now uh, working off what we call the caseworker hub, uh, where we, we have the ability to pull information from FISFIN, which is the database, as well as input home visits straight from the field. So it's been really helpful because you have that kind of live information. And when we have that requirement to submit home visit notes within 48 hours, it really helps speed up that process. And then in general, we just have um, some process changes. So we're trying to make things more uniform across the board. Okay, Sam, we work in different counties. We work in Orange County, Seminole County, Lakeland, and Miami-Dade. So if we find different processes that are efficient in one area, we like to then say, okay, how can we apply this um, to involve our team to then make things more efficient in the other areas. So we really like to kind of maximize, um, you know, what we see that's beneficial in in some areas and then implement them in the others. So I'm also curious about the effectiveness of KSAME. I know that the Institute, you know, had the great opportunity of evaluating this program a couple of years ago, and I'm not sure if you've been kind of tracking data, but can you speak to the effectiveness of KSAME? not only relating to caregiver satisfaction, but case manager satisfaction and permanency rates and things like that? The information from the the FSC study that was done, um, I know and this was based off of mainly the pilot units that that started CaseAIM, but they found that children experience fewer placement moves. Uh, So they said that amongst the the units with CaseAIM support, that the children moved an average of 2.8 times versus those without CaseAIM that they moved 3.4 times. So that could account for maybe placement stability if services are in place, 
Um, and often if you know if kids are moving less and they're more stable, then, then we might be able to move towards permanency a little faster in terms of um, having consistent visits with parents, um, just children's behaviors and parents being equipped to be able to, um, to be ready for unification. Um, some of the other things that they found are that um, children were likely to return home and find stability um, within the 12 months of being removed. So we looked at 61% of children exiting foster care um, within 12 months compared to 45% um, for those units that were not using K-SAME. So we found um, some definite good statistics to find out that, that K-SAME was effective in terms of permanency. In 2019, we did a survey among uh, the case managers who were served with K-SAME, um, and there was a 95% satisfaction with the work that was being done uh, from their K-SAME specialists. So each of the specialists are assigned to two different units. Um, so they work with all the case managers within those units to, to help support them. And there was a definite satisfaction um, between the work and also assistance because they are that right-hand man. So they can they can kind of share, you know, the ups and downs of the cases. Um, they almost serve as like an informal mentor in some senses because they are those experienced case managers. And every time you have a new case manager coming on board, it can be very intimidating. It's a, it's a lot of information to learn at once. And, you know, we have supports from supervisors, but sometimes they need a little bit extra if the supervisor's not available. Somebody who's been, you know, down in the trenches working with the, with the experience. Now, I'm really glad you brought that up. We have had so many different research findings here at the Institute that said that very thing, that during the onboarding process and during, you know, distributing cases as, an, as a new case manager, just needing more attention and mentorship than their supervisor. So I'm glad that you brought that piece up, and I'm glad that Case Aim essentially kind of allows for some of that mentorship. So Morgan, as we kind of wrap up here, I'd love to hear about what's next for Case Aim. I think it's been interesting, you know, in times of the pandemic to kind of see really how the use of technology um, and communication has just changed, you know, in case management, child welfare, I'm sure across the board with case management side, as well as the investigation side. Um, but we've really been utilizing, you know, just the technology resources that we have to kind of streamline even, you know, with the, with the visitation. So, you know, with our transportation team, they've been facilitating a lot of those virtual visits to kind of take that time off, taking time off of the case manager's hands to make sure those visits are still happening, even if, if we have to do visits remote. Um, between parents and kids and, and having that constant communication. Um, so even sometimes like I know our transportation team, if you have a two-year-old, they don't have that great of a t an attention span. So instead of doing an hour visit once a week, they'll split up the time and do, you know, three 20 minute visits um, throughout the week to make sure that that parent is still getting that frequent contact. You would, you would imagine with a pandemic and everybody being remote that the permanency might be more challenging, especially when you have parents and, and motivation. We know that, you know, the more contact parents have with their kids, you know, the better it is uh, for them in, in their motivation of change um, to, to really drive them towards reaching permanency, re reaching reunification. So I think, you know, we've been able to kind of manage with the technology to try to really maintain um, contact with parents and kids and kind of using the tools that we have really to evolve kind of as we've been forced to evolve with, with working remote, but making sure that case manager, that case managers are still on track um, with reaching their goals and, you know, everything, all the work that they do, because it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy job at all. So I think as much support as we can provide to the people in the field, um, the better the outcomes will be for everybody, for the families and all the kids. 
Thank you, Morgan, for being here today. Take care. I want to give a huge thanks to our guests, and we are so appreciative of their commitment to improving our child welfare system. If you want to learn more about this topic or contact these speakers, please visit www.ficw.fsu.edu. Stay safe and well.